Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. The economic news today is brought to you by five letters, ECB and QE. The European Central Bank gets all quantitative easing on us. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Good to have you here on this Thursday, everybody. It is the 4th of September today. It is rare indeed when an interest rate move by a major central bank takes the global economy by surprise. But Mario Draghi and the European Central Bank did just that this morning, lowering a key eurozone interest rate from really, really low, 0.15% to be precise, to basically zero. And more's the shocker, copying to a degree the U.S. Federal Reserve's bond-buying program known as quantitative easing. From New York, Marketplace's Sabri Beneshore gets us going. Let us imagine Europe's economy as a patient. He doesn't have an hour, Jackson. He doesn't. Recently, its condition has deteriorated. Second quarter GDP growth flatlined. The Eurozone economy is failing to recover the way that, the, say, the UK economy or the US have been recovering. Andrew Lillico is head of Europe Economics. You have countries with 25% and up unemployment, still very much trapped in the depression. And the inflation rate has been creeping towards zero each month. If it hits zero, it could enter a deflationary spiral. So the European Central Bank acted. It lowered interest rates, penalized banks for not lending, and said it would buy assets to inject stimulus into the economy. But ER doctors act quickly. The ECB, not so much. It really should have done it probably four or five years ago. Making decisions at the ECB is a little bit like herding cats, says Abdur Chowdhury. He teaches economics at Marquette University. The governing council that makes the decision, they have one member for each of the Eurozone countries. And these members look at national interest first and the interest of the Eurozone second. But, he says, better late than never. What does this mean for the U.S.? Mark Chandler with Brown Brothers Harriman says European investors might be tempted to invest in U.S. bonds. So it makes the U.S. look like a high yielder. That makes the U.S. more attractive. And with the euro falling on this news, European goods will be cheaper for Americans to buy, though American exports may suffer. In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore for Marketplace. Speaking of the American economy, there was a time back before the crash when we in the business and economic press would do stories every couple of months about big gains in worker productivity and how that was helping the economy grow. Then, of course, came the crash. This morning, the Commerce Department did a report a rise in productivity last quarter, but still, American productivity just ain't what it used to be. Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer has that story. This is not your father's productivity rate. Back before the recession, productivity increases average 2 to 3% a year. But we've been stuck with around 1% for the past few years. Still... 1% today is not the 1% of 2006 before we went into the recession. That's Christopher Rupke, chief economist of MUFG Union Bank. He says before the recession, a 1% productivity rate would have been awful because we were in that crazy housing bubble. It skewed productivity up. After the bubble burst, productivity skewed down. So if you think about it, 1% isn't so bad, says James Kraft. He teaches business administration at the University of Pittsburgh. 
given what we've experienced in terms of some of the problems in the economy and its recovery and so forth. I think that is reasonable at this point in time. And here's another thing to think about. It's harder to measure productivity now. It was easy when Microsoft Word first came along, according to Doug Handler, chief U.S. economist at IHS Global Insight. The big benefit was, of course, secretaries don't have to retype uh, memos here. I've been taking advantage of the word processing here. But Handler says some things haven't changed. Companies still need to hire good people and spring for the latest technology, even if they're not sure how it'll affect productivity. In Washington, I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace. Oh, they tried today. Traders did. Couldn't quite eke out the win. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. Venture capital is a phrase most commonly associated with sparkly new high-tech startups, not so much with a more mature industry like healthcare.